everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Every summer in Chicago, the sunshine spotlights the city's spectacular skyline, its luxurious lakeshore, marvelous monuments, and the over 200 neighborhoods in the city. And it also brings to light two of the greatest sports franchises in the world. On the north side, it's the Cubs. On the south side, it's the White Sox. This is Crosstown Crosstalk. Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of Crosstown Crosstalk presented by the Barroom Network. My name is Vinny. And I'm Joey. And Joseph. Damn. Sad. We went from last week on top of the world, getting ready for the series, to now just gloomy. It's gloomy time. Do you like M&Ms? They're overrated. What a complete clown you are. That's what the colors of M&Ms stand for, you being a clown. How do you not like M&Ms? They're just overrated. I'd what do you mean they're overrated? They're delicious. It's chocolate with a candy coating. And then there's different flavors. There's different colored bags. It's appealing to the eyes. I mean, why do you got to be Mr. Scrooge about M&M's for? <laughs> Being Mr. Scrooge is just an inconvenience. I'd rather eat a chocolate bar. I'd rather eat any other candy bar. And if I want to, like, have something to pop in my mouth like that, I, just chocolate's not my option. It's going to get all That's crazy. I love m M&M. All right. Well, you, even though you think they're overrated, you have to have, like, a favorite M&M, no? Um, yeah, or there's do you hate them? No, there's actually some really good ones. The pretzel ones are my favorite. I don't even know where to find those anymore. They're like little pretzel. What color bag or pretzels? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, those and the Krispies are really good. Krispies are light blue bag. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I haven't seen the pretzel ones in like years. I Dude, don't even know if they still make them. M and M bag, like M and M culture, is similar to Dorito culture. Like you identify them based on the color of their bag. I couldn't tell you. The only bag I know is the brown is the normal. And I want to say like the peanut one is is yellow. Yeah, peanut bag is yellow. Peanut butter is like a reddish orange. Okay, pretzel M and M's are a blue bag. Okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, my favorite M and M's are kind of on the new side because they used to be peanut butter in the reddish orange bag. They came out with these brownie ones. And let me tell you about brownie M and M's. Are they like soft? Yes and no. They're softer than your traditional M&M, but they're not like chewy, if that's like... Um, a lot of people love the peanut M&Ms. Like, it's, it's a fan favorite, the yellow bag. I think they're it's one of the worst candies ever. Really? Yeah. I, when I was younger, I used to suck all the candy off and spit out the peanut. That's disgusting. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> I feel like everyone did that. 
what show was it? Isn't there a show where someone does that? Someone Zoe 101. Is it Zoe 101 from from that? Yeah. Someone eats all the chocolate coating off of them, and then the girl comes in and eats the, like the leftover peanuts that yeah, were in the she, bowl. She thought they were just regular peanuts. Yeah, that is just disgusting in every yeah. way, shape, or form. Like eating things with other people's saliva and mixed in with it is just absolutely disgusting in every way. Yeah. yeah. Um. I really like M&M's. If I had to come up with like a Mount Rushmore of M&M's, I would definitely put like the brownie ones, the peanut butter ones. I really like the plain ones. And I got to tell you, your crispy pick, those crispy M&M's. How would you even describe what the thing is on the inside? It's like a little wafer, but it's not like a Whopper. It's like a softer wafer than a Whopper, if that makes sense. Almost like what's in a Kit Kat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Kit Kat is my number one favorite chocolate bar. But about like a Whopper or um, Whoppers are gross. What's the What's the red one called? The red bucket. Malted milk balls. Yeah, yes, those are fucking really good. Uh, I'm not a fan of like those types of chocolate, whatever you call them, like mini candy. Maltesers is what they're called. Maltesers. Yeah, it's like, they started in like Britain. If you haven't had, yeah, they're all malted milk balls. That's like yeah. what they're called. If yeah. They're called Maltesers. If you haven't had Maltesers and you like that kind of thing, like. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. I used to go to town on a whole bucket of them. For sure. But, like, you don't like M&M's? Like, if I bought you M&M's, you wouldn't be, like, borderline thrilled? No, I probably wouldn't even open them. Because <laughs> like, I know someone likes them more than I do. I mean, that's, if you bought them for me as, like, a, a gift. That's <laughs> disappointing. No, um, I'm not an M&M guy. There are people out there, though, complete weirdos, that think plain M&M's have a different flavor based on their color. Yeah, you you tried saying that one time. You were just being a dick, but you yeah. Tried. No, I was doing that thing I do where I like try to make you think something just to get a rise out of you. But yeah. like real talk, though, yeah. not even a little bit the same, a little bit different. Yeah, I knew someone in high school who was like that. They said they were able to taste the dye, the different yeah. color dye. Get out of here! And then we tested them, and then they didn't. They were stumbled. Those types of people have like gerbils for pets or something. Like they don't just buy a dog or a cat like everybody else. Yeah. Um. You know me talking about M&M's what brings warmth to my heart because I just love M&M's. Like, I always have some of my favorite I'm trying to candy. think what made you think of M&M's and what started that as today's topic of discussion. And the only thing I could think of is M&M Man. Did that not even cross your mind? No, that didn't even cross my mind. Um, M&M Man is banned for, um, I think it was for canoodling with Marlins Man. Huh. So... I definitely, I like Mar- I like Eminem, and he's a diehard White Sox fan. Uh, I don't really have a reason for bringing up Eminem today. Like sometimes my brain is just like the big, dark, scary tiger cave from Aladdin, and you don't know what you're gonna get when you go inside of it. And today I just pulled out Eminem's, so you know that's that's just what it is. Yeah, I guess I don't hate that at all. And I I hate hearing you call my beloved Eminem's overrated. I would never do that to one of your favorite candies. Um, you don't even know my favorite candy. Your favorite chocolate bar? Yeah, hundred grand. No, take five. Yeah, I did know it. You clown. You got it wrong. But but I quick. It's not you like I. Wrong. You would have got. You would have got booted off the game show. No, you, but after I said hundred grand, it's not like I sat there thinking about it for a second answer. I immediately flipped to take five. Like you uh, know that I but, knew it. The audience at home knows that I knew it. 100 grand is probably not even I mean I used to love 100 grand. That might like, be what I'm thinking, but I definitely like right after you finished talking take 5. I didn't even have to think about it. 
I know yours. What is it? The Reese's Cup. Nope. Yeah, it is. You just don't know. I just said a Kit Kat like 10 minutes ago. It's a Reese's not- you always like you you always go for the Reese's. You're just saying it's a Kit Kat, but deep down I know more about you than you do. It's a Reese's. You're out of your damn mind. I've been like enjoying Kit Kats lately because they've been making new flavors. Like they got the mocha car or the mocha yeah, they're, coffee they're, one. When it comes uh, to new dark flavors, chocolate like- one, for those who don't know, I love dark chocolate. It's my favorite. And they got a dark chocolate Kit Kat now. And those have you not seen like the new flavors of like Reese's? They got the fast break. The, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. We tried them together. There's so many of them. Yeah, no. Uh, Reese's is outstanding. Skyler likes hundred grand bars. I like hundred grand. Listen, there's no hundred grand slander coming from us. No, I, I just said they used to be my all-time favorite. Just as I got older, I became less of a caramel fan. I yeah. Think. Although I had something caramel recently, and this can kind of lean into our first topic, of course. My caramel. No, your caramel is very good for your cheesecakes. Order a cheesecake at Joey Does Dessert on Facebook. I just made three batches of fresh salted caramel. The holidays are coming up, people. You want to buy cheesecakes from Joey. I had ranked in the later portion of the season. And by later portion of the season, I mean like within the last month. Um, yeah, we got people guessing our candies. And they're spot on, don't you think? I mean, she heard you say it. That's what I'm saying. That was yeah. the joke. Um, in the later month of guaranteed rate field season at home, uh, I've been tasting the churros and I've ranked them one through five and I'll reveal my, no, I plain. Isn't plain one of the, one of no the plain vanilla, chocolate, caramel, strawberry. Five. Oh, I thought like vanilla was plain. No, there's a, there's a plain one with no filling. Yeah. Who the fuck would want that? Me? <laughs> what are you talking about? It was, last, it was last on the list because... Is it at least cheaper? No. They're all five bucks, which is... You're paying You're paying the same price for them to not have it's an ingredient. $25 on churros in the last month. You're paying the same price to not have an ingredient. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's the same thing. It costs, them nothing, to fill it. It costs them nothing to fill it. Um... Plain was last, even though I enjoyed it. Strawberry was second to last. Chocolate was third to last. Vanilla was second best. Number one, caramel. And I'm not a caramel guy. But the caramel churro at Guaranteed Rate Field is muy bueno. I, speaking of Guaranteed Rate Field, which we're going to talk immensely about in a few minutes here, uh, as we took our final trip to Guaranteed Rate Field on Tuesday, um. Next season, I know we're going to go to just as many games, if not more. Um, I plan on making a list of all the food I consume at Guaranteed Rate Field because there's I've eaten so much at Guaranteed Rate Field. I, my goal is to try everything, and I didn't even accomplish that. There's just so much delicious food there. So we're starting fresh next season, and I'm taking pictures of everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a list of all the Guaranteed Rate food. Maybe you could make it a Twitter trend slash – Crosstown crosstalk trend where we like do Joey's Eats at Guaranteed Rate Field. And then you could try like the chicken fingers at Wrigley Field. Yeah. And then before you know it, I'll be working with like Alyssa and like I'll be the food guy at Guaranteed Rate Field. You'll see me on the on the screen. Be like, hey, if you haven't tried this, go to section 114. It's uh you know it's hot at I'm the I'm sure moment. I can I'm sure I could hook it up with connections to Alyssa. We can make that happen. Yeah, I'd be the I'd be the official food guy of Guaranteed Rate Field. Oh, that would be great. Um they're dead. Yep. 
three to one series loss to the Houston Astros. The Astros were clearly a better team from top to bottom. They, uh, I don't know if they're a better team. They performed better and they know how to play better in the playoffs. And the first two games in Houston were very tough. Um, going down 2-0 is not a recipe. You're not going to win when you do that, even though it was on the road. It also kind of made me realize how important home field could be. But, I mean, just your thoughts on the first two games in Houston, the way they went and how you think that kind of set the tone for the series. Yeah, um, that game two on that Friday was a must-win game. I, I think – we saw with the Red Sox series how, you know, the Red Sox started on the road just like the, the White Sox did. You lose game one. And the way you look at it when you're the road team in a five-game series, I don't hate the idea of being the road team one bit because you this it gives you a chance to steal that home field advantage early in the series, which I think it's earlier to get wins early, easier to get wins earlier in the series before teams have each other figured out. If that makes sense. So winning that game two was so important and it proved to be that way because they won at home. So, and then who knows what happens in game five when both teams have each other figured out the pitching matchup, there's a lot of variables. So winning that game two was crucial and they didn't do that. And it, I think it had a great to great deal to do with the way the game was managed by Tony. Um, whether you disagree or not, uh, I don't like, you know, keeping Giolito in in certain times. I don't like going with Garrett Croak crochet right out of the bullpen for the first pitcher i don't like swapping lurie garcia to right field and putting caesar in at second there's just a lot of moves that i didn't like in that game and ultimately i believe that that was the turning point in the series that costed them whether they regardless of them winning in game three at home i couldn't agree more yeah tony la Russa was bad in game two I think it was kind of indifferent the rest of the series. Him and Dusty Baker are both kind of – they both kind of managed the series poorly, but the Astros' hitters were just more timely. Um, Dusty Baker makes bad bullpen decisions all the time. I know the Cubs fans watching probably agree with that to the nth degree. But when the White Sox were winning 4-2 to two in the fourth inning, or I believe it was the fifth inning on Friday in game two, I don't understand how Garrett Crochet, who's a great pitcher, Garrett Crochet is a future star. He came in after pitching the day before instead of Michael Kopech mm-hmm. with a 4-2 to two lead. And Kopech goes three straight games without playing. And then in game four, he comes in and shoves. He gave up a two-run home run to Kyle Tucker, who just pisses on every baseball he comes across. But, you know, outside of the Kyle Tucker home run, Michael Kopech was sweet. And... I just I couldn't believe that they and he Kopech shouldn't have been brought in game four, but that's we'll get to the home games in a minute. In game two, Kopech should have been brought in with a four to two lead. He probably would have preserved it. I do believe that. And if they win that game, it's a totally different story. We don't know what we're talking about right now. Maybe we're talking about hosting a playoff game against the Red Sox, but I I just it's it's bad the way the first two games went and it was poorly managed and that ultimately cost them the series. In Game one, Crochet came in and and they were hitting him pretty much like right off the bat. So I just don't understand the logic in the next day going with the same guy who they just saw. So not they know they know what they're looking at here. They were able to hit him the day before, so they put Crochet in again. I agree. If if they go with Michael Kopech, I think this whole series could be different. Maybe yesterday we watched game five in Houston. Yep. And then they came home. In game three, 
is one of the greatest games ever played at guaranteed rate field. We've seen a lot of cool shit. And I told you this walking out of that stadium, uh, it was one of the best sporting events I've ever been at. I've never, the energy that I felt being a part of it was something like I've never seen before. And I've been to a Hawks playoff game, the Hawks playoff game I was at, they got shut out. I went to a winter classic. I was rooting for the away team. So like for me, as a fan of the Chicago White Sox and a fan of a lot of other teams that I've been to events, this was probably the best, most meaningful event that I've ever been to. It was when I say the word electric, like so much up and down standing. Anytime something happened, two strikes, everyone's on their feet, waving their towels around. It was just, it was an incredible experience. And I honestly wouldn't change a single thing about that game. No, I I think often about how I wish I could go back and relive that day. It was one of my favorite sports days I've ever experienced, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I've been to the SEC title game. I've been to three outdoor hockey games. I've been to Blackhawks playoff games. I've seen a lot, and I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I've been in a position where I can see these things. And the White Sox game on Sunday was the greatest experience I've ever had at a sporting event. Unless they make to the World Series and I go, I don't see anything passing at any time soon. Um, I'll tell you one thing. The people who were on the TV saying that there was louder and more rambunctious than any Cub playoff game in the last 10 years, I'm not going to sit here and disagree with it just because it's my favorite team and try and sound humble because I don't see like that was unbelievable how loud it was. I couldn't hear Gene Honda at all. Yeah. The only thing that like could have made it better is if it was a clinching game. If yeah. They, if, imagine if they won like that to win the ALDS or if it was like a World Series game. Like that's the only way I can see it being more energetic than it was. And that just seems like an impossible thought because of how amazing it was just for a game three where you're down to nothing in a series. Yeah. And it it just it makes me laugh because like people do care about the White Sox, no matter what any talking head says to you about the White Sox or any family member that doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Like the, that was that was proof. That was proof. over forty thousand people. Every single seat was filled, corner to corner on the five hundred level. There, it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, shit talking their attendance going forward is just uh, translating to I'm stupid. Yeah, because, because when they lose, they're not going to fill. They're not like that's. I've always given the Cubs credit. They're the lovable losers when they stink. The people show up when they're good. The people show up. That's not the case for the White Sox. People would rather watch at home when they stink. And I also think that's more of a sign of it being less of an experience to go to guaranteed rate field and more for, I want to watch my baseball team. Um, And it was all proved to me throughout this season and the blackout game being as intense as it was. And I, I was just, it was unbelievable. It was. I, I don't know why. For game four, they didn't kind of follow pursuit with the whole blackout thing. That's the MLB. It was Thank a black. You. It was technically a black. I mean, 95% of people. Yeah, but there was noticeably less people or more people not wearing black in game four. Yeah, I, I blame one thing on the White Sox here with game. There's some bad voodoo. Yeah, that's here's, was, here's your game so. three. Here's your game three, towel. Okay. And then. Jerry, excuse me, Jerry. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this, Jerry? 
You give out this for game four? Are you fucking shitting me? No wonder they fucking lost. This is the rally, Talos. I'm waving this dope flag in game three. You got TA7 and Eloy Jimenez on it. Two of the best hitters the White Sox have ever had. Change the game, bitch. And then, boom. Black flag. The only good thing about this fucking rag right here is the jokes that came out of it throughout the night. I heard so many people making jokes like, the fucking sweat rag, the gym towel. Yeah. Uh, I saw people saying like, oh, this is how they're going to be able to afford Marcus Semyon in the offseason because they gave us dish towels. Yeah. And then to cap it all off, after the games are all said and done, it sums it up perfectly. Like, this was their performance in game three. <laughs> and yeah. this was their performance in game four. Yep. It's so true. And yes, it's just literally black on both sides. And everyone got those. It's not like they ran out of the cool ones. Yeah. And these are made. There's no tag on this. These are not ordered. These, you can order the same exact thing on like Amazon from Wincraft. Yeah. Just an extremely cheapo move right there. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, well, it happens. I'd rather them go spend that money on Marcus Semien in the offseason or something. Do something, Rick and Jerry, because this team is freaking good. And they're another starter away. I, I, then one more bat because the White Sox had an elite six hitters and the Astros had an elite seven hitters. And I think I would fire Frank Menachino, the hitting coach, and bring in someone new with a new approach because single after single, I always say batting average is a bad stat because it is. Um, the White Sox all had good batting averages in this series, but guess what? They all had low OPSs. They did not drive the ball. They did not hit gaps. They didn't hit home runs. There were no, there were very minimal doubles. I think Andy had a double. Leary had a home run. Grandal had a home run. Uh, Gavin Sheets, probably the White Sox best hitter in the series. Probably the best hitter in the series. Probably the only bright spot in game four as well. Yeah. Um, OPS, more important than batting average. I don't care that Tim Anderson, Abreu, Moncada, Anderson, they all had like, they had a combined like 20 singles. Yeah, that sounds nice. All great batting averages. You can't drive in runs that way on a consistent basis in today's MLB. That's just not how it works. Um, do you think the Astros are just better right now? I want to say no, but I mean, I've just proven wrong in three games out of four. So it's hard to say anything. I don't even know how to argue that point, but I really believe that this the core of this White Sox team is is a talented group that is going to be World Series champions. So right you now, argue- I guess you have to say, yes, they, they just are better. But I think, you know, a little sneak peek before we talk about the upcoming series, I think the Red Sox are going to shit on them. I, I don't think the Astros are better. I think they're even talent wise, because the only position I would say is an upgrade in Houston. Altuve is better than any second baseman the White Sox have. Um, Bra- Bragman and Moncada are similar. Grandal's a significantly better hitter than Maldonado. Significantly better hitter. Maldonado is all world defensively. You can't let – there was a – I don't even know who. I think it was Tucker. You can't let him just go first to second, no no throw down, and then second to third they were giving him. I think it was when Kopech was pitching. It was back-to-back pitches. Yeah. You're just going to give him these bases? Grandal might be a DH in the postseason next season. I wouldn't be surprised. And honestly, like, he was bad defensively this he year. He had the clutch three-run homer in game three. Oh, that yeah. kind of He's a good hitter, 900 no, OPS. Besides that, I was very disappointed with Grandal. 
Oh, with his bat? With his batting. Besides that homer, or besides that game where everyone pretty much got a hit. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know. He was he was not great. No, you're right. And but he had a great year. Oh, he had a phenomenal year. He's hitting wise. He's my defensively not so much. He's my second favorite player on the team for a reason. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player. Uh next year I expect them to either work on the catching. Because you know, when a White Sox player has gotten critiqued for being bad defensively over the, the Rick Hahn era, they came back the next year ten times better. Abreu. Horrible defensive first baseman. What are we going to do when they lose Paulie? Abreu can hit just as good as Paulie, but what are we going to do? Yeah, he was bad at first. Now he might win the gold glove at first base. He'll at least be nominated. He uh, wasn't. Mo- there was like Mankata. one thing he messed up. Mankata was a second baseman, below average defensive second baseman. They moved him to third base, and now he's a gold glove level third baseman. Uh, Tim Anderson led the league in errors in 2019, even though he won, you know, all sorts of offensive awards. The following year, comes back, defensive superstar now. The only one who is sick right off the gate is Lou Bob. <laughs> Luis Robert is the greatest prospect the White Sox have ever had. Because Frank Thomas, as good of a hitter as he was, he, he didn't play a defensive position the way Robert does. Dude's a vacuum out there. I've seen yeah. him make like two mistakes in his career so far defensively. I mean, when the ball's hit in his general direction, he catches it. When um, I'm very optimistic, especially when I'm at the game. A 5-1 lead doesn't scare me. I've seen the White Sox put up four runs many times in an inning. We saw it in game three. I was I was not worried at that point in the game. Game four, though, when they were down, and then all of a sudden Luis Robert comes out of the lineup with his hamstring tightness or whatever it was, that – that kind of made me a little less optimistic about because you need that guy in your lineup. Yeah, but you would take Robert over Houston center fielder. Yeah. You would take Aloy over you would take Aloy over Brantley probably. Hundred percent. Bregman and Moncada are similar, but I'd probably roll Moncada. That's tough. It's close. I don't know. We're I both- think I'd rather go Bregman on that. Moncada was a four win player this season. He had like MVP numbers and nobody talks about it because he's like the fifth best player on the White Sox. Yeah, it'll be interesting for next year if they can avoid that injury bug that they had infected this team all year long. I think it's me. I was I was thinking the same thing. I didn't want to say it. I don't want to call you out. But Well, have you seen the Devil's Injury Report? No. Severson, Smith, Wood, Blackwood all out tomorrow. No Blackwood? Yeah, no. I honestly think it's just me. I'm the injury bug. If I root for you, you get hurt. Damn. Unless your name's Tom. Yeah. Well, Tom. yeah. This is baseball right now. We'll get into that later. Is Jose Altuve a good villain, in your opinion? I, I, I'm going to get shit for this. I, no, because you're not going to get disagreement from me. I know what you're going to say. Especially because, you know, I get, I'm rooting against them heavy the rest of the way because I'm rooting for every team in the NL over the Astros, and I'm obviously going to root for the Boston Red Sox over every team. So I I'm never root for the NL in the World Series for the most part unless it's the Braves or the Mets or the California teams. I almost always root AL. Not if the freaking Astros make it. Hell no. I'm, yeah. I would consider rooting for the Cubs. With all that being said, Dead Jose, serious. With all that Dead being serious, Jose Altuve is hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, 
he's oh, he's yeah. so funny. The the way he reacts, you could tell in game three he was getting a little rattled. He threw his helmet after he struck out. Um, but I mean, he just kind of embraces it. He loves he loves everything that he does. And then to cap it off, game four at the very end, uh, he hits that home run and just kind of sends off uh, the Chicago fans even angrier than they have been all year at him. So I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I think he's the perfect heel in the MLB. Um, he's just – he's perfect that's for the, the Astros. Run. That's the home he, run I'm talking about. He's perfect for the Astros. I mean, special shout-out, Nick. Go Braves. We're a Braves podcast now. Um, this will be on my head when we get to that segment. Um, Altuve is just a little punk, and I'm a little punk. I, I rub people the wrong way apparently sometimes, and uh, like I love Altuve. If he was on my favorite team, I definitely would like be all in on this guy. If the White Sox had an Altuve, where everyone just like I loved AJ Pierzynski. If you don't like AJ Pierzynski, you could fuck off. And that's that was like my thing. Like I loved that. And I know you know the Cubs guys. They all hated AJ. They hate Ozzy. Good, good. That's what you want as a baseball fan. I can't stand Wilson Contreras, right? I think he's the most annoying creature I've ever come across in all my years watching sports. And that should be music to Cubs fans' ears because he's an elite catcher. He's an elite hitter. He's got a cannon of an arm, and he's obsessed with winning. So if your biggest rival hates you like that, it should be music to your ears. And that's exactly how I feel about Altuve. If you don't like Altuve, you're right. You have every reason to hate his guts. He's a little cheater punk ass. But he's a very good baseball player. He's probably going to go to the Hall of Fame, whether you like it or not. Yeah, that little shit stain of the cheating scandal—it's not on his record. It wasn't. He was a player. He wasn't involved in creating the operation. He certainly participated in it with his little "Don't rip my shirt off. I don't want my wife to see my tattoo." Yeah, okay. Still, at the end of the day, it's all speculation. No, it's not. There's proof that he wore a buzzer. You think Lunau, Cora, and? Um, Hinch all got fired with no proof. They would get sued. There's proof of the banging of the trash can. There is proof that the Astros cheated. Yes, Lunau, Lunau, Cora, and Hinch all got fired. And uh, the Mets coach. I don't think there's proof uh, with a buzzer though. I forget Beltron. Beltron. I don't think they, there's proof with a buzzer. Maybe not. There's proof in this the the can banging and the Technology. steel signs. Okay, yeah, using technology to steal and acquire signs. Okay, and I still think Altuve is going to make it to the Hall of Fame. I don't think there's proof of a buzzer. That way, it's it's all like, I mean, it's all but confirmed. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Unless Do you I, think Altuve is going to be a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he was. He's especially if he keeps up what he's doing like right now. He was the highlight of this entire series, all the way back from game one. His slide into home plate. He's been the highlight of the series. I loved seeing the White Sox fans chant "cheater, cheater." Cheater. Every time one of those guys came up to bat, that the place just flooded with cheater chants. I posted a video on Twitter. Um, inflatable trash cans. People banging the real trash cans in the outfield. Someone throwing a trash can, a- attempting to throw a trash can onto the field. Oh, with... the it's White Sox right. fans. The White Sox fans were fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree with Skyler. The way he like, yeah, it's all don't, speculation. Don't rip I'm my not, shirt off. Don't rip my. And I'm then he darts to the locker room and he comes out without the jersey and the Astros championship shirt on it, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. 
I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm just saying there's no proof of it. No, yes. Uh, the, there was proof of cheating, though. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, and that's why people who call the Red Sox and Yankees cheaters, they can honestly, like, suck one because there's no way that that's true because they got looked into. And if they found stuff on the Yankees and Red Sox, Boone would have been fired. Cashman would have been fired. Um, all sorts of people would have been fired. Um, Dave Dombrowski, all these people involved would have got fired just like they did with Lou now. They Cora. wouldn't have rehired Alex Cora as their coach. <laughs> well, Alex, Alex Cora was involved with Houston. I get that. He was on the Red Sox in 18, got fired, and now he's back. Yeah, but he got fired because he was suspended by baseball from the Astros. And you really, I'm saying, and you, they wouldn't have rehired him if they found out he was cheating in Boston as well. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, Jose Altuve, great villain. Great villain. And like I said, the highlight of the series ever since that slide that they showed a million times on, on whatever, on Fox, I think it was. Yeah. Um, it was close. Moncada made a good play. People got mad at Moncada for throwing at home. He made a great play and Altuve made a great slide. Yeah, there's been a lot of memes uh, of kind of relating to what Skyler said. Who do the Yankees fans root for now that the Astros are playing the Red Sox? Um, if I was a Yankees fan, I'd be rooting for the Astros. Yeah. I think it's – if, if, if the I was White a... Sox didn't just lose to the Astros and they were playing anyone but the Red Sox, because I like the Red Sox. They're my second favorite team, I would say, in baseball. I would say I'm probably – like, I think it's kind of funny. The Astros – being the villain kind of just cracks me up and it makes me laugh. And I kind of like the whole F you attitude. Cause that's kind of a similar attitude to what I have. And yeah, I would root for the, cause yeah, I think I'll yeah. race hilarious, but it was nasty with the white Sox and Tapera. And we'll get into that in a minute, you know, so I can't root for the Astros now. They're garbage to me right now, but like next year, if they were playing like the Rays in the next round, like I probably would root for the Astros cause it's funny and it would make a lot of people angry. It's kind of like rooting for Tom in a way. It, it Everyone just gets mad harder. at Tom because he's so good. It makes it a little harder right after it beats your team. Yeah. Like exactly. right now, a lot of White Sox fans are sour. For I'm sour. They, oh, they, I'm they so just salty. Your team. This but is like, me right now. Drip it all over me. I guess if most Yankees fans are like me as like a Red Sox fan, I would say the answer to Skyler's question is they're 100% rooting for the Astros. Because if I was in this situation, which was possible, if the Yankees would have beat the Red Sox in the wild card game, went on to beat the Rays, and then everything played out in the ALDS with the White Sox like it did, it would be Yankees versus Astros. I would root for the team that just eliminated the White Sox, and everyone would hate me for it. I'd be rooting for the Astros big right now against the Yankees. So I'm assuming that Yankees fans are doing the same thing against the Red Sox. Most Yankee fans were rooting for the Astros to beat the White Sox based on some words that were happening throughout the season between the White Sox fans and the Yankees fans. Oh, Yankees, White Sox in a playoff series would be rowdy. because It's low-key turning into a rivalry. Yeah, I and mean, I think it mainly has part to do with the fan bases. They, just, for some reason, don't like – the Yankees just don't like the White Sox. I it's don't get Boston, it. It's Chicago, New York. I mean, there's a very simple connection. I feel like Yankees fans, though, would like the White Sox fans and not like Cub fans. No, because they're each other. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Like Mets fans would like the White Sox. The Mets fans and the White Sox fans were the sons of Uribe. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, go Mets. Oh, I took so much shit in 2015 when the Mets played the Cubs. And then the Mets went on to get smoked by the Royals. So I guess I had it coming to me. And 
I mean, we'll we'll get to Cubs White Sox stuff in a minute here. Um, do you think Ryan Tapera was a detriment to the White Sox with his mouth? He was certainly not a detriment to the White Sox with his arm. He was brilliant. He was better than Kimbrel. The White Sox getting Tapera was huge. The Cubs won the Kimbrel trade. I've been saying it since it happened. Um, Unless, depending on the return they're able to get for Kimbrel, if they move him. They're not going to get magical and Hoyer-worthy people. You never know. I do know. Okay, let's say they get a, a low-ranked prospect and he ends up like – blossoming into something that was it would be very unlikely you and know. I, I i would still say the cubs won you never game. know and you also you never know a like, flame throwing setup man that could throw a hundred you also never know if hoyer becomes a bust and he's Madrid, not going to he already he was the cubs best reliever he was significantly better than kimbrough in the second half like significantly maybe madrigal is gonna stink you just never know uh, i'm not that high like i always say batting average is a bad stat and that's where magical shines he hits 310 but, you know, the difference between Madrigal and, like, Mankata, he bats ninth. If you have a slap hitter batting ninth and he gets on base like nobody's business, then I guess it's fine. Especially with, you know, the Cubs are going to have a pretty solid top four in the lineup next year if Schwindel comes back and plays well in Wisdom. Yeah, Madrigal's going to be sick for the Cubs, and Hoyer already is sick for the Cubs. So, yeah, they won that trade easy. Um, but Tapera. What do you make yeah. of his comments? Do you think he's yeah. kind of a clown for what he said? Um, I, I kind of need like a little refresher. I know the gist of it, and I just don't want to like speak incorrectly here. I know the gist, well, from my understanding, is that he pretty much, I don't want to say called out his teammates. No, not his teammates. Was it Okay. Was it, I'm assuming he was talking about the Astros then? Ryan Tapera basically said that the Astros are known for doing sketchy things. And he pointed out that their swings and misses in Chicago were wildly different. Gotcha. So he kinda they, like... they laid off lots of competitive pitches in Houston, like competitive pitches, like breaking balls that most major league hitters fall for and swing at. And they were just laying off of them with relative ease in Houston. And then they come to Chicago and Jose Altuve swinging out of his ass and Bregman can't pick up a spin on a single pitch. And then they kind of shoved it up their hoop in game four and made Tapera look dumb. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you make? Do you think the Astros were motivated by Tapera in any way? I would be. If someone accused me of cheating mm -hmm. and I wasn't, I would want to smash your face into the ground more than you can possibly understand. So I kind of am annoyed that Tapera did that. And like I said, awesome pitcher. He, he got, he's, you know, do you remember that year that the player got an accidental MVP vote? Someone clicked his name by accident in the poll. And he got like one MVP vote, and that like increased his pay because someone clicked his name by accident. Do you no, remember I hearing? I don't remember that. That happened, and it was Tapera. Like he's a damn good pitcher. Yeah, um, I I think those yeah. are those are kind of clown comments. We kind of saw uh, it with the Mets and Yankees series, uh, like what a couple weeks before the season ended. Yeah, with, you know the whole ac accusing of whistling in the dugout and. For the for the sign stealing and pitches and all that, uh, I don't know. To to make those comments right in the middle of a playoff series is questionable. Yeah, you just you just beat them. You're just still down two to one in the series. You got another game in Chicago. I don't know why you'd start running your mouth like that. Because I agree with you, it's going to motivate. If I'm a player and you're, I get accused of cheating, it's going to motivate me to prove to you that hey, we're not cheating. We can do this in your building too. And they they did just that in game four. So I actually don't think the Astros are cheating in any way right now. Um, so I, I do think Tapera's comments were kind of clownish. I agree. Um, 
I probably but, would handle the trade deadline differently going forward. The thing, look at you look at like the um, the Dodgers and what they did. They got another top quality starting pitcher in Mexico. Well, they lost Bauer, so they basically just replaced Bauer okay. with Scherzer. Okay, that's fine. Um, and then Trey Turner won the batting title, which exactly. again, batting average, eh. But still, but inserting like, a guy uh, like the batting Trey... title is a little different than like just praising a guy for hitting 300. But inserting a guy like Trey Turner into your lineup is going to make you a better team than you already are, no matter the circumstance. You can argue he's their best hitter. Yeah. Um, Justin Turner in the playoffs is awesome. As well. well, he's also had an MVP level season himself. And Mookie Betts is right there. Bellinger had an off. Like if you have Bellinger batting eighth, get the hell out of my face. Yeah, Chris Taylor has been yeah ass, but like really good kind of. Yeah, he's not a superstar. He's just a solid yeah. like fu ball. It's player. all without Max Muncie. Yeah, There's a lot to talk about with the Dodgers. Yeah, we'll um, get to that. Yeah, I agree that the, the trade deadline should be handled a little differently, and I also kind of feel like the White Sox need a true ace. I that's the way I feel. I, I don't think they have a true ace. Oh, they, I strongly disagree with. They that. have. They have. Four guys who are very, 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 very good pitchers, but they don't have a one guy where you know what you're going to get when you start him. I strongly disagree. I'm sorry. I don't. I strongly. Lance Lynn had a 2.2. Okay, that's fine. He's in a really good rotation. The best rotation. Rodon had like a 2.1. That's fine. So Giolito was had the second lowest ERA in the second half in all baseball. That's fine. They don't know what an ace is. They don't have a Garrett Cole. Yes, they do. They have four of them. No, maybe five. I, I disagree. Yes, they do. Okay, I disagree. They don't, the they don't have lineup a guy where you have your Cole got fucked by the Red Sox. In yeah, the okay, he inning. fucked up. He had a bad game. So did Lynn. You get what I'm saying is every, you look at some of these teams, they all have a guy, one guy who is just notice noticeably the better pitcher out of everyone else in the rotation. Yeah, the White Sox have one of those. Who his name is Lucas Giolito. Okay. The, they don't use them like that. And and Lynn and you had to give Lynn game one. And how did that work out? I disagree. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry too. A uh, 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 ace, a uh, ace is a guy whose ERA is one full point lower than league average. That is the definition of an ace. The White Sox had four of those, and you can argue Kopech is more talented than all of them. They don't, okay. Whether you want to use the the book definition of an ace, they don't have one guy. That okay, this is game one. Everyone is ready to go. This is obviously going to be our game one starter. They do, and they didn't. They didn't use him right. Okay. Lucas Giolito is that guy. Okay, maybe he will be. Maybe he is. No, not, he is not right now, dude. His Cy Young finishes are like fifth, fourth, and third. Okay, and then this year he'll probably be like seventh or eighth because of the that, first. Okay, half. well, I'm saying like you. You think of the Tampa Bay Rays, Tyler Glass now, Lucas Giolito. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And That's... and Lynn and Rodon can make a case. I'm but saying Ro- Rodon needs to get healthy. Like Rodon just never plays a full season, so he's not trustworthy. But I'm his saying, shit is ace like. You don't have three of those guys. There's always like I'm every, almost every team has one guy who is just noticeably better than the rest. So did the Mets not have an ace in 2015 when DeGrom, Syndergaard, and uh Harvey were all basically the same? No, they had three aces. DeGrom is probably their best. Did the Cubs not have an ace in 2016 because Lester and Arietta were both fuck you good? 
Pretty much John Lester was their, their number no, one guy. He wa- Jake Arietta was better that year. He was their game one starter. He started the wild card game against Cole. Listen, I'm saying they need they need that one guy. They have if they, ha- if they, they have had their what they have three of them. Okay, they have three of them. They all played. They all just pitched so good in the playoffs. No, they pitched horrible in the playoffs. But aces play horrible in the playoffs sometimes. A team Garrett doesn't Cole just have three up. aces. Garrett Cole got lit up. You bring up Garrett Cole, he stunk. A team does, but when you think He's of the Yankees, three in wild card games. But when you think of the Yankees, like best pitcher, you, you think, you're going to think of Garrett Cole. Okay, well, people, when they think of the White Sox best pitcher, it's hard to pick because they have so many elite ones. So you're saying because the White Sox, what, like, who do you get in this situation? I'm not because saying it's hard to argue any pitcher in the league better than either of those three guys. Even would you take Cole up over Giolito? Yes, Cole at his best and Giolito at his best. Cole. Cole stinks under pressure. He's 0-3 in wild card games. Okay. He always yeah. gets his ass beat I'm in the playoffs. At their best. That's just how he he's played it with uh, for the Yankees in this okay. situation. At his best, I would take Cole over all three White Sox guys, too. But it's closer than people think. It is. I, I think you need a you need one guy who you look at. Well, the fact that they have a decision to make and who, if they're That's playing a, a quote unquote good problem to have, it's in a your good opinion. problem to have, but it also, I don't know. I don't think it just, it doesn't work as well as it does when you have your one guy. The Red Sox don't have that guy. They do. It's Chris sale, but dealing with injury when you're dealing with injuries and you only played six games leading up to the playoffs, it kind of puts a little pressure on, you know, Nathan Eovaldi is now that guy. Okay. The, the, who's that guy for the Dodgers right now? It's Max Scherzer. But you can argue it's Bueller. And, every and they single, have Kershaw, who's hurt right now. Every but. single time with their current with their current rotation, every single time if they have to play in a wild card game, they're going to start Max Scherzer. I'm just more curious why Christopher Jackson wants us to take this offline. Like, isn't that the point of this show to like talk about this shit? <laughs> just makes no sense. Um, yeah, no, I, I think the White Sox rotation is fine. It is the least of my worries. The fact that they have three guys who could emerge as that one any given year, I think, is a great problem to have. If the Rays are playing in a wild card game and they have a full healthy rotation, who's starting? Game one? Yes. Glasnow. Okay. You you need, were able to come up with a name right off the bat. Oh, I have that name for the White Sox, though. I've said it four times. Okay. But a lot of people would argue something else. There's an argument to be made for, like, four different guys. And you don't think in – Los Angeles, there are people that think Bueller should be the game one starter. I guarantee you there are. Cy Young yeah. and Janelle might go Scherzer Bueller. Okay. Or uh, the Brewers guys are in there too. Okay, the Brewers. Burns or Woodruff. They don't have one guy you just boom automatically comes to your brain. They have yeah, two. Look, they, they just got they just got bounced in the same exact way as Okay. The Giants. Probably would. Okay, but you said probably. No, like there's a, case, no, there's a case to be made for many. What? And they're about to get bombed. Wood. And they're about to get bombed. <laughs> that was really funny. Wood. Yeah, I don't know. I don't agree with that at all. I think the White Sox rotation is absolutely the least of my worries. In fact, they're going to take from it's their. A, it's a phenomenal rotation, but if they had one guy to just go to. They're not going to. Find a pitcher better. Maybe than it could be Giolito. They're not going to find anyone better than Giolito, Lynn, and Rodon just out there. 
and Cease even, who three, Mr. 3.2 yeah, ERA I'm himself. Out there. Maybe develop Kopech into that guy. Well, Kopech has the talent to be that guy, but I, I, I don't know how you – if they're going to take him out of the bullpen. Like, he was just so good in that role this year. It's like, does he become Andrew Miller? Does he become – you know, who's another good long reliever in the MLB? Uh, what Hater used to be before they turned yeah, him into I, I wouldn't like that. That would that would suck for Michael Kopech. I guess. But, I mean, yeah, Giolito's the guy. And that would suck for that trade. No, nah, Mankata's a four-win player, and they were never winning anything with Sale. Never. They might have made it to the wild card game in 2017. If Kopech doesn't start and become a a dominant starter in the league, I would say they won. They won that trade. Not Unless it, it's even. Moncada's a superstar. Not even right now. It will not be even until the White Sox win the World Series with those guys. Eh, I guess if you look at it that way, in terms of winning, but the White Sox it's got well, what they you needed. make trades to better your team to win the World Series. Yes, That's what it's but about. You you make trades to give your team what they need. It's not because they fucked up the sale trade if they don't win the World Series with this core. No, but I'm saying there are other contributing factors. As of right now, the Red Sox have benefited more from that trade than the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, I I guess over over a two year span. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, but you, o- over a ten year span, the White Sox did better, whether they win the World Series or not. No, that's not true. Over the 10-year span, if the White Sox don't win jack shit and Yohan Moncada is nearing, like, is on the downhill of his career and they don't have a World Series, the Red Sox dominated that trade. No, because it's not the reason that the they didn't win the World Series. It doesn't matter. You're looking at that trade specifically. I'm not saying that the White Sox fucked up big time. They weren't a competitive baseball team, but you you make trades to better your team to win the World Series. The only thing anyone in the organization gives a fuck about is winning the World Series. If they don't win the World Series with those guys, then that trade benefited the Red Sox more. So you're telling me that the Washington Nationals, as of right now, won the Adam Eaton trade. They Was gave Adam up Eaton? Lucas, they gave up Lucas Giolito, Reynaldo Lopez, Adam Eaton, and, Adam Dane, Eaton. and Dane Dunning, who turned into Lance Lynn. Adam Eaton helped them get a, a World Series in 2019? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're out of your mind. That is not the sole reason the Nationals won the World Series. And if the White Sox don't win the World Series, it's not because they fucked up the Adam Eaton trade. Would the Nationals have redone that trade if it meant if if they don't win the World Series? Would they have not done that trade if it means, okay, in 2019, you're not going to get your World Series championship? No, they surely would have done it again. Okay, they they won the trade. I don't think they won the trade. You make trades. As of right now, they won the trade. It could very easily be proven differently. You make trades to win the World Series. But that's not why they won. If the you World win the World Series, it doesn't matter if it's, it's just not a why. piece of the puzzle. It's if you win the, the World Series, everything you did leading up to that point, you did right. Both teams can succeed in a trade if one team wins the World Series and the other doesn't. No, because at the end of the day, once those players retire, you didn't get anything out of it. They. The White Sox are an elite team now, right? Yes. Why? They have amazing talent. Why? Because they made three unbelievable trades. Guess what? Those trades were unsuccessful if they don't win the World Series. You don't make trades to be an elite baseball team and win 100 games and never win the World Series. That is no one's goal. 
I didn't say it was, but the reason I think the White Sox still would make that trade a hundred times out of a hundred. Yes. I like the odds of them winning the world series. Even if they don't win the world series, they would say that was a good trade. How can you say that? They didn't win the world series. So you think the White Sox would regret the trade for Quintana and him or, or for Giolito and uh, Dunning, who they turned into Lynn. You think they would regret trading? I never said them? they would regret it. I just said the other team, it benefited the other team more because they got a world series. Okay. The point to make trades at the end of the day, win the World Series. That is everyone's goal. One team out of 30 wins the World Series. The White okay. Sox bettered their team by a lot with the sale trade. True. The Red Sox you, got a World Series. If you say if you say the Red Sox did better, that is what trade, I said. But to say the White Sox just lost it? That is what I said. I said the Red Sox have done better in that trade because they got them a World Series. If every single event leading up to the Red Sox winning the World Series happened the way it did, you can't change a single thing because they got the World Series, meaning so, it benefited them more than everyone else. So the Astros won the trade in your mind. The or Astros? not the Astros, the Nationals. As of right now, if the MLB were to just stop <laughs> and MLB is gone, yes. If 10 years from now, if tw- we'll say 15 years from now, the White Sox are going through a massive rebuild. They never got their World Series in this decade. Yes, they fucked up. The Nationals benefited from that trade more because a World Series came following it qu- quicker than the White Sox. I guess. I, I don't know. Because thinking about giving up Moncada and Kopech It for doesn't sale matter. I'm not saying it's not a crazy good trade. I'm not saying it's not a good trade. No, it is a good trade. That I'll argue. Would the Red Sox take that trade back? No. Because it got them a World Series. But I've always said it was an evenly fair trade, whether the White Sox win the World Series or not. Would the Nationals take that trade back right now? No, because they got a World Series right after. Yeah, I mean, it depends. I I would like to hear the opinion of the Nats GM on his opinion of how much Adam Eaton contributed to them winning the World Series. Everything is irrelevant when you win the World Series. Yes, I get that. Like it's like saying the Cubs would make the Araldis Chapman trade a hundred times out of a hundred again. It doesn't matter. Even how though you I do don't it, think you... the Yankees, the Yankees don't regret it at all. The Yankees, the Araldis oh, Chapman for, the, for Chapman. Yeah, I, I almost brought up the Quintana Quintana trade, but the Cubs didn't win the World Series with Quintana. The end goal and everything is you win the World Series. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. The the Red Sox. Oh, yes. The Red Sox have right benefited now, more from that trade because they got they got a World Series. Yes, but nobody will ever tell me that the White Sox made a bad trade, ever. I'm they not, were not saying winning. That. Okay, that's fine. They were not winning anything with Sale. Nothing. I'm not saying that, but the Red and Sox and Moncada and Kopech started the rebuild, and it worked. The Reds. The Red Sox benefited more from that trade. As yeah. of now, it yeah. could change. Yes, sale was unbelievable for the Red Sox. But if 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 Michael Kopech ends up being a starter and he wins four Cy Youngs and Yohan Mankata wins a batting title and they don't win a World Series, I will still argue that the Red Sox benefited more from that trade. I guess. To me, what makes a team benefit from a trade is, is if it team... gets you your end goal. No, each team gets what they need from that particular transaction. But if getting what they need doesn't ultimately give if, them what they want. If the White Sox went on and traded Quintana for a bag of rocks and traded Adam Eaton for 
a bag of beef jerky. And then they won the World Series. I'd be saying the White Sox benefited more from no, that. No, no. That's not what I was going to say. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was going to say if they fucked up the rebuild. It's always going to be Joey. He's more likable than me. Um, the rebuild, if it didn't work, except for the sale trade, that would be because the other moves that followed were messed up, not because the White Sox made a bad trade with the Red Sox. I didn't. You're putting words in my mouth. I never said I, it was. I, I never said. I never said White Sox made a bad trade. I didn't say you said that. Okay. They need to get more extra base hits in the playoffs, though. Win or lose trades. And they need better pitching in the playoffs. Yeah. All the Cub fans watching this are probably freaking laughing their balls off hearing us rip on the – or not rip on the White Sox, but argue over them. The Cubs benefited from every trade they made prior to 2016 leading up to that. So you think every Cub fan that rips on Jason Hayward's contract is a moron? Did they give him the contract before or after yeah. the World they gave it to him and then won the World Series the next year. Yeah, I mean, you just got to live with that. Con- you got your World Series. It is so hard to win. The that is like World. the most hated thing that Theo Epstein ever did. Okay, well, 108-year hiatus Cub fans are now being greedy because you got your World Series. It is so fucking hard to win the World Series. It is so hard to win the World Series. It is so hard to win a championship in your league. If you get that, you enjoy the fuck out of it. So every Cub fan that hates Jason Hayward is an idiot? It got you a World Series in that time, at that point in time. So, yeah. It didn't, though. He kind of stunk even then. Contracts are a little different. Because he made made the speech in the World Series during the rain delay. You had the guy. You had the guy regardless. You didn't give anything up. You didn't bring anyone in. The guy was on the team regardless. Contract, you can argue, I guess. Yeah, we're going to have to agree to disagree because in no way, shape, or form do I think that the White Sox in any way lost that trade, whether the Red Sox won the World Series okay, or then not. How do, we, how do we agree to disagree? Because I never said that they lost the trade. I said the Red Sox benefited more from the trade because they got a World Series. Okay. Yeah, okay. I can get on board with that. Okay, well, that's so what We were arguing whole... the same point. No, we're not arguing the same point because I still will stand by that take even 10 years from now. If the White Sox win 105 wins every single game or every single season, they get 105. No, but I will always stand by. They got what they needed from the sale trade, the Quintana trade and the. Okay. um, You can say it got what they need. You can say they got what they needed. They got more than what they needed in all three of those. You can say it got what they needed. All you want. More than what they needed. At the end of the day, if it doesn't get them what they actually want, then the other team is going to be the more beneficiary team in that trade because it got them what they want. And that's a world series. Yeah, so if Kimbrell continued to suck, but the White Sox went on to win the World Series this year, but Kimbrell was awful. And then Cody Hoyer and Madrigal go on to be superstars for the Cubs, but they just come up short of the World Series a couple straight years. The White Sox won that trade? Yeah, I would say they benefited more from the Cubs than that trade. If if the Cubs never win the World Series with those guys. I'm not going to agree with that. I'm sorry. Sometimes winning the World Series doesn't put the stamp on a trade for me. Because it depends on it depends on so many things. With That's the Red Sox, every yes. Fan, every the, fan wants a dynasty. If the you Red, get your World Series, it doesn't matter what the fuck you just gave up to get it. You got your World Series. Yes, but if Kimbrough wasn't the like a huge factor in why, and you gave up Madrigal and Hoyer for that, like ripping on Chapman to me is dumb. He was awesome with the Cubs. 
Yeah, you gave up Glaber Torres and yes, he went right I would back. I still argue that because guess what? They just won the World Series without Hoyer and without Madrigal. So they didn't need them. Okay. Yeah, I guess. But you, there are teams, the good teams look for the future and the present at the same time. Okay. Well, you, you work on the present before you can even think about the future. I guess. But yeah, if Kimbrell stunk and they went on to win the World Series, I would still say the Cubs benefited more from that trade. Um, I think the White Sox benefited more from the Adam Eaton trade. I okay. don't care that the Nationals won the World Series. If you would you choose for the White Sox to win the World Series next year, but the preceding year or the, the following year, three of those starters had to leave, would you do it? Yeah. What about four of them? Yeah. Five of them. I would drive them all to their new destinations in my car if I had to. So you don't care about the future. <laughs> you care about the present. You care about winning. I the want to see my team win the World Series, but would it be nice to see them do both at the same time, like the Dodgers, the Rays, okay. the Red Sox? That's fine. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. I would like to see my team be one of those powers that doesn't go 88 years without a World so Series. That you, doesn't value, go you value that one without. World Series. Yes, but I'm a fan of a team that okay. You made just the playoffs said you would drive the them all to their second next straight year in the first time in franchise history. You just said you would drive them all to their next destination. So you obviously value that World Series so much that you would consider the White Sox the beneficiary of any moves that were made leading up to that World Series. Yeah. Okay. But are these starting pitchers like key factors in them winning? It doesn't matter. They and don't. They, what, it means whatever they gave up to win that world series they didn't need because they won the world series without them i guess i mean that it's a compelling argument yeah and you're gonna get people on both sides because i know there are Sox fans that think they won the eaton trade uh, they, are, they, they might have won it in the long term we don't know but if they don't get a world series out of any of the guys they traded for and the nationals did get a world series without those guys guess what i would take that fucking nationals timeline in a second oh because it, taking the timeline it brought you a World Series. Yes, I would take the timeline too. And they stink now. They're it bad, and they're it they're gonna be bad. They're gonna be bad for the foreseeable future. And they're wasting cheap years of one of the best players in baseball, Juan Soto. And I still would take it. Okay, it brought you a World Series. Exactly okay. my point. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But you know what? At least we have good things to look forward to on the South Side. They're dead. Um, what was your favorite moment from the 2021 season? I think we're gonna agree on this. Yeah, I, I didn't we mention it last week? Yeah, do it again. The Tim Anderson walk-off at the Field of Dreams game. It yep. was my favorite moment in baseball. Uh, depending on what teams make it to the World Series, like pretty much only if the Red Sox win the World Series, that'll be my favorite moment probably the entire year, like including playoffs. Yeah. And don't think the suits in MLB front office don't see that as the best moment of the season, regardless of what happens this year. Oh, yeah, I agree. That put more eyes on baseball, and it was our team. And it and it put – not only did it put eyes on baseball, I think it put a lot of fucking eyes where they should be on Tim Anderson specifically as, yeah. as, as a top-notch guy, one of the best shortstops in the MLB, a clutch hitter, the full deal, a leader of this team. Tim Anderson is the full deal. And it proved something that uh, I, means a lot to me. Regardless of if people are laughing at me and you – you know, bitching at each other in part because of the White Sox. 
The White Sox are here. They're going to be shoved down your throat for the next 10 years. As long as they keep this thing going, they're going to be very good for a long time. Mm -hmm. And people are going to cry about it, but they're only going to get better. Luis Robert, the first full season, didn't even get it because he was hurt. Jimenez keeps getting better and better. I don't care what anyone says. Giolito is an ace. He is unbelievable. Michael Kopech is still getting better. Ethan Katz is going to have a whole nother year with that pitching staff and Dylan Cease. We'll see what happens with Rodon. Boris is his agent. I kind of think we're screwed there. But Lance Lynn is here. Liam Hendricks is here. Jose Abreu's here. You know, we'll see how long. Grandal, same thing. I don't know who's going to be their manager next year. I have no idea. But Tim Anderson is amazing. And they're going to keep trying to improve the team and they're just going to keep getting better. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, biggest need this winter. We're going to go over this all throughout the off season. I mean, the hot stove stuff is going to be the main portion of this show once the world series is over. But I mean, just a quick, a quick thought on what you would go for this season. If you were the Sox, based on what you saw in the playoffs in the regular season. I love everything about their starting lineup. Batting wise, defensively. I love Liam Hendricks. I think they have a number of setup men. So the answer for me is another another pitcher. I would put all of my focus into having the best possible rotation. Because yeah. come playoff time, that's what you need. And they didn't get that this year. So Yep. Um Lynn's numbers against the Astros are bad in his career with the Cardinals and the Rangers. It's weird. It's so weird. Like every team every player has like that one team. Like, I'm sure if I look through, like, I don't know who's a great John Lester, Hall of Famer. There's probably one team that owned him, right? Yeah, there's got to be. But, like, for some reason, that's that's the Astros for Lynn. But he'll be back next year. He'll throw his FU fastballs all season long. Giolito, Cease. For me, the biggest need is to figure out what to do with Dallas Keuchel and replace him with someone better. I'm with you on another starting pitcher, and I would go find a second baseman. I would pay out the asshole for Marcus Semien. Or, you know, even bring if even if they brought in a guy like Bias to play second base for them, like that would be sick. I, and I certainly think it's possible that one of those guys chooses to come here. Chris Taylor is another interesting option. Um, yeah, I, that's kind of what I got for my early season White Sox needs. But it was a good year. It was. It was a phenomenal year. It, it was a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of guys stepping up which i think was ultimately what that got them where they are was the next man up mentality that they had to deal with all season long so i thought it was great and i think they can only get better because they should win their division within the next for the next at least four years um you gotta figure they'll they'll figure it out in these playoff series one of the times every year comes with experience they just they just got great experience dealing or experiencing what they just did against the Houston Astros. And well, they, that, got, they got to see what the Astros do well in the postseason and what an opponent, what a, an away ballpark is like in the postseason, the energy at your home ballpark in the postseason. Yeah. The way a, games are managed differently in the postseason. There's a lot that the young guys can learn from, from this, this postseason and another year of getting better. Cause they're all young. It's not like it's an aging team. Like at all. Mm-hmm it's quite the opposite. Like they haven't even reached, they haven't even scratched the surface of their potential. Yeah. So that's our eulogy to the 2021 Chicago White Sox came with a little fight in between because 
me and Joey basically said the same thing. Like the Astros, the Nastro, the Ast or the Nationals and the Red Sox are both extremely happy with their trades right now. But the White Sox wouldn't take it back if they could. Um, Twenty years from now, they would. Huh? Twenty years from now, they might. What do you mean? If they don't win the World Series, they would not. Because they gave them a chance to win the World Series. They had okay. no chance with their old team. Okay. But the other teams were the more beneficiaries of the trade. Yeah, I don't agree on the Nationals. I agree on the Red Sox. Um, speaking of stinky teams, the Chicago Cubs named a new GM. And it's an interesting move because Jed Hoyer got to hire his old position of GM. He is now the president of baseball operations. Carter Hawkins, he spent the last 14 years with Cleveland. And since 2016, he became the general manager under Mike Chernoff and president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti. Do you have any thoughts on the Cubs hiring a new GM? Um, do I sound a little different or am I good? You're good. Um, yeah, they're clearly starting a full-on rebuild, which is kind of the direction they needed to go. So I think it can only help them really. So we'll see where it goes. I think they are going to be much more competitive next year than they were for the majority of this year. I do not. And I'm not just saying that mm -hmm. because I don't think Schwindel and wisdom are going to have 900 OPSs next season. I just don't. I'm sorry. There's a I, reason I, that... And I, I kind of do. So that's probably why. And like we talked about it, they're like Madrigal is going to be good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what other guys kind of break out. Yeah. Well, do you agree if I'm right about Schwindel and Wisdom? Oh, yeah. If those, if those guys stink, then, yeah, they're going to suck. Well, I don't they know need... about stink, but I just I just think becoming a superstar at 30 is unlikely. I would. Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. But I mean, normally if... when guys randomly at 30, like have a year like that, like they ride the wave for a while and then they come back down to earth. That's why I would trade them both now. Yeah, but how much of last year were you waiting for it to come down? And it just never did. I, I know. Well, so, Schwindel was just from the trade deadline to the end yeah, of the Yeah, but Patrick Wisdom pretty much played all year long. Yeah. And he only got better after the deadline. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, though. Schwindel was awesome in AAA. I just don't understand how he kept getting cut by teams. It just doesn't make sense to me how he was cut by three separate teams before making it his way over to the Cubs. And I know sometimes you find a home, but at 30? I don't know. I, I, I'm rooting for both of them. I love Frank Schwindel. He's so funny. He is. We're going to try yeah. and get him on this show. I honestly think there's a realistic shot we get both of them. So, Cub fans, look out for that. Um, Jed Hoyer is still going to make all the baseball decisions. Like, Jed Hoyer didn't make the Quintana trade or the Chapman trade or any of the moves. That, like, that was all Theo. The president of baseball operations, it's a little different than, like, hockey. Like, in hockey, the GM makes the trades. In baseball, it's like kind of a collaborative thing, but the president of baseball operations has the final say. For like the Kimbrel trade and the Tapera trade and Bryant Rizzo Baez, Hoyer and his team collectively all made deals. But you know, now they're gonna have Carter Hawkins' voice in there helping them. And I think it's a good move. Yeah, I I pretty much agree completely with that. Absolutely. So the National League playoffs. The Braves defeated the Milwaukee Brewers by a series score of three to one. 
do you think the Braves have what it takes? Because I'm starting to, I'm starting to brave leave. I really do think they have what it takes. I think they really impressed me. Did you say brave leave? Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a thing? Is other people saying that? No, I made it up just now. Um, I do think big time they have what it takes. Uh, the work from in game one that first of all, the entire series, I would go ahead and say was just an unreal low scoring pitching duel um, that was extremely, extremely entertaining, which usually isn't the type of baseball that I like to watch. I like a nice high scoring, you know, five home run game, juiced balls. You're a simpleton. I'm a simpleton. Ball go far, me happy. Um, but games like this, which was a lot of the Brewers and um, in the Brave series, especially in game one, when uh, it was Charlie Morton versus, was it Corbin Burns on that game? Mm-hmm. And the Brewers won two to one. That matchup, the entire game was just, you'd go inning to inning, just watching guys dice them. And that to me was so much fun to watch. And then it continued kind of all series long. Took Jock Peterson hitting his three run home run in the three nothing win. In uh, Jock Peterson in general was awesome the entire series. So with Rizzo's bat. Yeah, that, yeah, and then the, did you see the post game interview? Yep, where he says that he just stole stole one of them. Yep. So I mean that was really cool, but yeah, I definitely think they have what it takes, and it and it comes down to their pitching. If they're able to, you know, throw games like they were able to against the Brewers, who have a great lineup, who can hit balls, they can crush balls as good as anyone. Um, I think they have a real shot against the Giants or the Dodgers. Do you see the Brewers as this year's White Sox of the National League? Yeah, we compared it uh, a couple weeks ago that they are kind of the National League White Sox yeah. or vice versa. So and they played I, like it in the playoffs too. Mm-hmm. Great pitching, awesome. I think lineup. I think the Brewers got better pitching in the playoffs, but yeah, but the White Sox got a slightly better offensive production in the playoffs. The Brewers lineup yeah. just pooped the bed. They pooped literally, the bed. Did. Yeah. yeah, and. Yelich hit like two ten or something like just not not good from the Brewers offense. Um, I don't know. I thought the Brewers had a chance, but they didn't. I was rooting for the Braves, as I am going forward in the National League, thanks to my good friend Nick. You know, go Braves! Excited for you guys. Um, you will take on the winner of the Los Angeles Dodgers versus San Francisco Giants. In game five tonight in San Francisco. San Francisco. Who are you rooting for? Well, and obviously, I'm. What do you like? So, oh, really quick from the Brave series, I wanted to mention this really quick. How awesome is Freddie Freeman? Oh, he's great. He's, great. I mean, that game winning home run in the eighth inning of game four, man, that that's an MVP coming to play in a clutch moment. Mm-hmm. Shout would, out to Freddie Freeman. And it's just like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see like Anthony Rizzo watching as a fan, because there's no way this guy's not rooting for the Braves full, full aboard. Yeah. The whole Jack Peterson taking his bat thing. I'm sure he got a chuckle out of that. Um, and then obviously we've seen all the friendly antics between Freddie Freeman and Anthony Rizzo throughout the season. So they're obviously friends. Uh, I'm rooting for the Braves. It's just a good group of guys. And yeah, Freddie Freeman's right at the top for me in terms of awesome players to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's one of those guys that like you want to see the White Sox young stars turn into. Like you want to see, Lu- you want to see Luis Robert like 
hit a bomb late in a game to put his team ahead and eventually win the series. Like those are the kinds of things that take these young star players and turn them into playoff superstars. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, hopefully that happens in due time, but yeah, moving on over to the giants and the Dodgers winner, take all game five. We'll play the Braves next round. How did we get here? Every other game is a win for either team. The, I'm pretty sure in game one, the Dodgers won game one in San Francisco, right? Oh, no, the no, Giants. Yeah, no, the Giants won. The Giants won. won. Yeah, it won that, Giants, no. Dodgers, Giants, Dodgers. Yeah, so I was right. I just had the game one wrong. Giants won, Dodgers won. And, and if you haven't noticed something, when the Dodgers win, they put up runs. Yeah. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. The Giants won four to nothing, I think, and then the – in San Francisco, and the Dodgers came back and won like they scored like nine in San Francisco. Then they go back to Los Angeles, shit the bed, and then game four, they put up another what seven spot against the Giants in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, according to you know the history right now of how this series is going, the Dodgers are going to put up a big spot in San Francisco tonight. So I'm hoping for that. That we'll see if the bats show up because the games that they lose, they don't. But that's my pick. I'm going Dodgers tonight. How do you feel about the Dodgers holding off on Arias and trying to get some free innings? If you can get who who's starting? Uh, Fel- Felger is that how you say his name? I thought it was because uh, they Neville. had Arias scheduled to pitch. This is saying Neville. Neble. Oh, Neble. Neble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Versus Webb. Okay. So I don't hate that because. Let's say, you know, you're the away team. You're going to bat first. Uh, let's say they have a great first inning on Webb. They're able to put four on the board. Nebel comes in. He's able to get three outs. By the third inning, if you have like a four-run lead, okay, this is this is game five. Now you can work the game in your favor, which the Dodgers are a very, you know, well-run team. I, I think they'll be able to do that. Then you can go to Arias. Then you, Joe Kelly has looked awesome uh, from, from what I've seen. Obviously, you got uh, Kenley, Jan- Kenley Jansen dicing it up so i think that it's a great move if you can get off to that early lead do you think this is a tactic to have arias ready for a game one in the nlcs or do you think they're just trying to get some free innings early out of you know before getting to arias yeah i think that's 100 percent. it get if you see how the game goes this is pretty much what i would do because i think they'll have scherzer available yeah, Scherzer already has mentioned game. that he wants to start game one of that. Exactly. So you will see Arias at some point today. It's just a matter of when. And yeah. I and I kind of like the logic of not starting him. See if you can get runs early. So. Okay. Well, so we don't have a show until next Thursday. And by then, we'll be well into both CSs. So let's assume... The the Braves are going to play the winner of this game. We'll just say the winner of this game versus the Braves. Who would you pick? I'm taking. Do, are you taking the winner of this game, or do you think there's a matchup no. that favors the Braves? Or do you, you let me, can I take a guess what you're going to say? Yeah, you're going to say it right. You you think the Braves are going to beat the Giants, but they would lose to the Dodgers? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, because you just keep disrespecting the Giants from day one. That's what you've been doing. That's, that's what that's you've been doing true. since that's May. I disrespect the Padres. I don't disrespect the Padres. And I was right. You turned out to be right about the daddies. There's no doubt. Uh, We disagree on a lot. We yell at each other. 
I guess the I only... concede my Padres to you. My Padres. I'm so happy they crumbled. You know, as a White Sox guy, like seeing them crumble was awesome. But I didn't think they would, and you did somehow. I don't know how you think they're going to be next year. We'll get into that in the offseason. But credit to you on that. I, the only thing I guess you can say I disrespected the Giants is I thought the Dodgers were going to win the division. Came down uh, the last weekend of the season. but So it didn't ultimately matter because – no matter what, I guess you had to play in that wild card game. But at the end of the day, they won the wild card game against the Cardinals. Um, Good game. Yeah, we it was. It and and I, I just back. think, I just think the Dodgers, regardless of what the records say, regardless of what the season series record between the two teams say, I think the Dodgers are a better baseball team. And I think the Giants, I think the world of them, I think they're great. But I don't know. I think the Braves have just been playing so well they'll be able to handle the Giants easier than they'll be able to handle this Dodgers lineup. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the only reason I don't know who I think is going to win, I'm going to roll with the Giants just because I think the Giants versus Dodgers rivalry that we've had on this podcast has been kind of fun, and I've enjoyed every second of it with you. Um, I want you to be happy if the Dodgers win, and I'll be happy if the Giants win. Uh, well, either way, I think both of us. Well, you're you're going to root for the Braves no matter what, probably. Uh, I. I, I I like the Giants and the Braves about equally. You know we've always been Giants guys in this house. Yeah, and I like the Giants a lot. So like either way, regardless of what happens tonight, I'm I'm happy because I get to either watch the Giants or the Dodgers play in the NLCS against the Braves, another team I'm very fond of. So it's, it's just a great year for playoffs. Just one team that I don't want to see winning. It's the Houston Astros. Same. Exactly the same. If I were to rank my favorite teams in baseball 1 through 30, I think every team left except the Astros would be like in my top 15. It's kind of weird. See, and I don't even necessarily hate the Dodgers, but the the only reason I say that, or not the Dodgers, the um I don't even necessarily hate the Astros. It's just right now. It's just so fresh. They just beat the White Sox. If they make it to the World Series, that means they just beat the Red Sox. So I'm going to hate them even more right so now. So they took out your pair of socks. They literally just took out my pair of socks. So I I'm not rooting for the Astros this year because it means that their path to winning that World Series went through a lot of teams that I like. It yeah. went through the White Sox, it went through the Red Sox, and it went through either the Braves, Dodgers, or Giants. <laughs> it's actually really true. It's yeah. a good point. Well, the main event. What's the main event? Did I... Oh, the main event. I have... I forgot about the main event because I already chalked it up. I had wrote it down as a W because the Astros ain't winning the World Series. They because they got to go through Fenway. We talked about the Astros at length when we gave our eulogy to the White Sox. It was a good year for our hometown Sox, but they, you know, the show goes on and the Astros will play the Boston Red Sox in the American League Championship Series. The winner will represent our beloved American League in the World Series. It's the fifth straight time that the Astros have made it to the ALCS. Banana lands. That's why people who like rip on the White Sox for losing to them, it's almost like, yeah, duh. Of course they did. Like I, I can only hope that our favorite teams reach that level of like success and experience in the postseason that the Astros have. And even though all of us we see on the screen hate them, fifth straight. Yeah, they're they're good, good baseball team. Those guys are talented. Um, everything about them. I, I think, regardless of how he managed in the in the White Sox here, I think Dusty Baker is. He's a great head coach, 
it's going to be a, a nice little chess match with Alex Cora. Uh, Cause I think Alex Cora does a phenomenal job as well. And it's going to be a great series. I'm happy it's a seven game series because it ain't going to be no walk in the park for either team. Yeah. And we both totally predicted the Red Sox would smoke the Rays. Like that wasn't even close. I predicted it. I have tweets to prove it. Red Sox and four. Yeah. I thought it too. Red Sox yeah, and four. You thought it too. Yeah. Um, you know, you take that hat off. You know, the saying for when the Sox were playing the Astros and they were down 0-2, everyone was saying Sox and five. Well, let's keep it going. Screw it. Sox and five. Sox and five. Sox and five. I don't hate that, especially, you know, seven-game series. Baseball, for me, <clears throat> different in hockey. I don't hate starting on the road. I don't know why I don't hate it. Um, I think it matters more having home field advantage in the – at the end of the day, playing at home benefits you more in baseball more than any other sport. There's um, a literal rule change that's different. There's a rule change. The ninth inning. The the ninth inning, batting first uh, or second, batting whether you're bat first or not. Uh, the dimensions of the field that you're used to is different. The pitcher's mound is not is different, but the same, same but different. Um, the optics, the lighting, everything is different at every different at every MLB stadium, and one of the teams that I feel benefits the most playing at their home ballpark is the Boston Red Sox. If this, you could say the same thing about almost every game. I'll, I'll go real quick, specifically, obviously the wild card game with the Yankees, Mike Stanton's two single sh- or his one single and his double moonshot off the green monster. The Stantonian home runs. The Stantonian home runs that were singles and doubles. And one of them got Aaron judge gunned at home. Uh, if that was at any other ballpark, guess what? We got we got runs on the board. Not good. The debacle ground rule double or whatever that happened in right field against the Rays off the wall, off the player, over the fence, made the guy stay at third base in the 13th inning, 12th inning, 13th inning, whatever the fuck it was, made him stay at third base. They get out of it, still tied 4-4, walk off in the 13th inning just incredible that doesn't happen if you're playing at any other ballpark i think the same thing is gonna like you're gonna see something benefit about playing in fenway park against these astros and the reason i don't hate that the the red sox are starting on the road it benefits the red sox to play at fenway more than it benefits the astros to play at their fucking park i forget what it's called uh minute made minute made with that being said you get a win you're playing valdez tonight or tomorrow i don't know the red sox haven't announced anything i think it maybe go with sale uh if he's Alex cora announced today that sale is a part of their rotation didn't wouldn't say what game or anything like that but he announced today that they are part of the rotation i personally would start him early in game one let him get his feet wet in this series uh you know try to get some k's on the on the stat sheet for guys like altuve bregman perea guriel um and win a game in Houston. You come back to Fenway in baseball. You play three straight at Fenway. It goes two, three, two. And who knows? Before you know it, you'll be popping bottles in the locker room, going to the World Series. Are you mad at the Rays for ordering champagne to Boston, assuming they would win? Yeah, that's a wild, wild move. You don't win game one. It was after game one. So now you're thinking, okay, we're the Rays. 
we're we can't guarantee we're gonna win tomorrow but we should be able to win it two more at some point and there's a good chance over the next three yeah their logic pretty much is like we're not it's not going to game five so we're just gonna get our champagne ready in boston let's order it to boston like what a wild move you overnight that shit you wait until you're about to fucking win it until you're at least in a winning scenario and then you overnight that shit Crazy move. Fucking Major League Baseball team. You could probably order it in the fifth inning of a game that's looking good for you that you're about to just buy it in Boston. You have your fucking guys go during the fucking fifth inning. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. You're a baseball team. Crazy move. I I love the celebrations. I loved seeing the the Boston Red Sox and and every team that has won their respective round. The celebrations. Yeah. So really quick, you didn't persuade me on our whole argument earlier, you persuaded me on this. You changed my mind on this. And I'd like you to explain it to the people. I was a little annoyed seeing every single team pop champagne, no matter what. And like, I was kind of thinking like it should be their division and the world series. And then Joey kind of elaborate elaborated on that and kind of changed my mind on it. So go ahead. So a lot of people hate when a team, you know, you win your wild card game. You just won one game to even have the privilege to play in a series in the playoffs. And you got guys popping champagne like they just won the World Series. That's not what it's about. It is. I, I talked about it earlier, how hard it was, how hard it is to win the World Series. It is so difficult. These teams are so good. It's it's very challenging to build a successful baseball team in the MLB. Um, with that being said, you celebrate every single win for a reason every win in baseball is an accomplishment it's not like that in other sports you have hockey you win the first round okay you're going on to the second round you didn't win anything you just moved on to the second round okay you win the second round you didn't win anything you're just going on to the third round you finally win that third round okay you won the eastern conference you won the west that's your first win then you you go on to the stanley cup in baseball every win you won something you win the wild card game. You just you won the wild card game. Okay, you celebrate. That's a huge deal. You're going into the playoffs, even though the wild card are the playoffs. Now you got your ALDS. You win. You just won your division. You are the best team in your division, hands down. You are division champions. Celebrate that shit. You win the next round. You are now an American League champion. I think Vinny's. Are you frozen? No, I'm oh, listening. I, to you. I thought you were frozen. You were very in depth in this conversation. I thought you were frozen. <laughs> I'm a good host listening to you, my co host. You were, you were frozen listening. Um, you win the third round. You just won your ALCS. Now you are American League champions. Now you are half, you are better than half the teams in the MLB. You, you should celebrate even harder now. You're going to celebrate, but you're going to celebrate harder than you did before. Guess what? You're going to the World Series now. Finally, you win that World Series. It may look the same to us, to the the fans, the people who see the, the videos on Twitter and on the news and on social media. You see those celebrations. There is not going to be one like that World Series because you just to top it all off, you just won the last thing that you could possibly win. You, you already celebrated winning your division, your league. Now you're celebrating that World Series and that celebration is going to be 10 times more rewarding and fun and better than the previous three or two celebrations that you just had. So I love seeing everyone celebrate their respective playoff rounds only in baseball though. And division and wild card and all of it. Yeah. Their respective rounds. Yeah. It is a lot of champagne. Yeah. Well, I agree. I enjoyed watching our white Sox celebrate winning the division title. 
And I know there are some people that enjoy watching me mad about it, but it just makes me feel good knowing when those people are fans of 60 win teams that come in fourth place. And the only reason it's not last place is because the worst team in the league is in their division. And yeah, it just makes me happy in so many ways when people think about me when you know they're watching sports and i don't even slightly think about them once the camera turns off so it's just great um how do you feel about it like when people like watching you mad because there are probably people who like watching you mad like when the bruins lose or something i think it is kind of that way on bard i'm the villain on this show and you're the villain on bar down for sure yeah um it, it makes me sad but yeah no it makes me happy keep keep putting views and money in my pocket. We're all good here. Um, I am excited for the rest of the playoffs. Like I'm very excited, especially tonight because winner take alls, they, they just mean something. And you see managers go through different strategic paths. And if this guy starts showing signs of weakness, he'll get pulled and they'll go to the bullpen. Like it's literally winner take all. And you put all your marbles in the middle in order to win this game. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see what these teams do in order to win this game. Like we mentioned, seeing uh, Urias. Yeah. Uh, who knows what other starters might end up coming in? Because, like, like you said, you need to win this game. Absolutely. Um, I definitely don't get upset when people bring up the Cubs. In fact. I invented a show on this network where I give the Cubs and White Sox even playing time. So that's fair. That's fine. Um, what's your World Series prediction? The Red Sox over the Dodgers. Okay. I'm I'm you know what? Screw it. Red Sox over the Braves. I'll pick my two favorites that are left too. <laughs> just that's like... not what I did. I picked <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> just a coincidence. Yeah. It just no. so happened to do that. Yeah, yeah. The world comes full circle every time. Absolutely. Are you excited for March? Really quick. Do the White Sox play their game on March 31st, 2022? Or does it get rained out or cold out and they play it on April 1st? (laughs) I mean, it probably will get rained out, yeah. Especially because we'll be there. It'll just add add another headache to our fucking adventure. That's what we do, though. That's what we do to like win division titles and have a chance to, you know, go on and enjoy our team for the season. You, you'll put up with crap like that. You put up with people who say stuff to you and they don't know what they're talking about. You put up with devastating losses in the postseason, And that kind of reminds me, John Cusack, the complete and utter a-hole that he is. Are you allowed to root for both teams? No. And I say that with, the logic of only if it's in the same city. I don't care what other teams you're a fan of. Like you can be a Cubs fan who likes rooting for the Tigers or because like you had a kid that went to Michigan or something. Yeah. Or like I I'm a white Sox fan. I love rooting for the, for the red Sox and all the Boston teams for that matter. I have a lot of teams in, in hockey. Like I have a lot of teams in football that I root for. Um, but when you have two teams from the same city, I just feel it's appropriate to fucking pick one because now you're you're stepping on territory there. It's like you just pick one. So I'm a huge, I guess you can say, ambassador of the idea that if you are a Chicago White Sox fan, you're not going to also go to Cubs games in your Cubs gear and cheer against 
the Cincinnati Reds or vice versa. You ain't going to – a Cub fan ain't showing up to guaranteed right field in his White Sox gear watching them play the Indians. It's just not how it works. Mets fans would agree. Yankees fans would agree. Dodgers fans would agree. Any fan who lives in that city would agree. Okay, and here's where I'm at on it. If you choose to be the type of person like me who hopes the Cubs go 0-162 every single season, and I I will tell that to any single person you want me to. I have family members who hate me for it, you know, comment weird things on Facebook. Like, I don't care. I literally do not care. But if there are people out there who kind of give a little when the White Sox do well and they're a Cubs fan, I'm cool with that. But do not have the extreme highs when the White Sox do well that a diehard fan does. If the Cubs won the World Series, you'd probably be happy for them. I wouldn't. I'd be miserable. November 3rd, 2016 was one of the worst days of my life. But you were probably like, oh, good for me. I texted four people, four very important people to me that are Cub fans, got a nice text message from me when the Cubs won the World Series. Other than that, hated every second of it. You would probably be like, oh, good for them, you know. I'll I'll finish what you're saying. I'll say what I think about it. Okay. And I'm cool with that. But do not ignore the White Sox during 100 loss after 100 loss rebuild. And then when they World Series show up to my parade, get out of here. John Cusack, you were there in 05 when they won the World Series. And then you were like grinding hard with the Cubs in 2016. And then there you were at guaranteed rate field experiencing just the highs. He only takes the highs. There are no lows for John Cusack. He he don't know the Nicky Delmonico's and the Odrissamar Despagne's and all the weirdos who played for the White Sox who absolutely stunk as placeholders while they were trying to develop Moncada and Jimenez and Robert. You know, me, I didn't sit there when, at Wrigley Field watching um, who's the one idiot who they uh, played, Descalso or whatever. I, like, I'm just naming random Cub depth players, watching guys like that pitch for them. Uh, Feldman, guys like that who were just awful. David DeJesus. I didn't sit there and grind those games. I laughed at them when they lost those games. But I also didn't show up to that parade in 2016. I don't belong there. So, I don't know. I can't. I can't ever get on board with that. And John Cusack, get out of here, man. Don't come. Don't come. And the way he handled it was kind of weird, too. If he would have showed up to guaranteed right field on Tuesday wearing a half Cubs, half White Sox jersey, I would have thought that was hilarious because then he's like playing into racing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, dude. Yeah. So I agree. I, I agree with the fact that, like, you shouldn't be able to, like, it's okay. If when the White Sox win, like you're you're happy for the city of Chicago because it, it does mean great things for the city when their sports team wins. I, I, yeah, I the local that. bars and businesses and all yeah, that they do extremely it's well. Great for the city when you're mm-hmm. when the team wins their championship. Yep. But if you're a Cub fan, like you shouldn't be happy about it as from a fan's perspective. I agree with like you don't belong at the parade. You don't. Like that's you can for the be happy, white, but that, you're not experiencing that extreme. Yeah, high. that place is for for the people who sat through the ups and downs of of this journey to win that World Series. Um, and and a pretty much exactly like what you said. It, if the if the Cubs win the World Series, 
I, I personally don't hate the Cubs. I don't hate them. I don't really don't hate them at all. I, I don't root for them. They're just kind of there. Um, there's a lot of guys I actually really like on the Cubs. I've always loved Chris Bryant. Anthony Rizzo grew on oh, me. I, I love never, all the Cubs. Never was a crazy Baez fan, but I respect no. him. He's yeah. I when I rip on Baez, it's because I actually genuinely don't think he's all that great of a player, and I hate Wilson Contreras yeah. because of the way he is obsessed with winning, and that rubs other fans the wrong way. And that's a good thing. That's a compliment. But like as far as individual players, no, I don't hate a single one of them. Yeah, and and the best way to get I hate me more to people who root for my misery, like in the chat, those are the people I root against the Cubs for. The the. Uh... You, you, a good way to get me to root for the Cubs is just have them play on the Red Sox a little bit before because I love David Ross. I love John Lester. I love Craig Kimbrell. <laughs> um, but I am very more so the fact when the, the Cubs like win the World Series or when the Cubs succeed or do well, I am happy for the fans that are diehard Cub fans, whether they hate the White Sox or not. I always am happy for those fans, knowing how passionate they are, knowing what that feels like to be passionate about a sports team and watch them succeed. So that's my logic on that. I hope when like the Boston Bruins win the cup one day, I hope my phone blows up with congratulations, text messages. It's probably going to happen, but that's what I want to give to other people, hoping that one day I'm able to get it back. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I'm in no way, shape or form jealous of the Cubs. I don't even know how that makes sense. They are, a tremendous organization that has treated their players well. They are rivals. If you don't think the Cubs and White Sox are rivals, I got nothing for you. Um, they play in the same city. The Mets and Yankees are rival. Ask anyone in New York. Oh, let me tell you a little story. I know plenty of people in this industry. Okay. If you show up to either team's facility in spring training, wearing the other team's gear, like if you have a credential and you are wearing a Cubs hat, there will be people who approach you within seconds and say, what the hell are you wearing that here for? I'm not kidding. That is a real story. I've heard it from people I trust. And I don't know what to tell you if you don't think these two front offices secretly deep down inside are not cool with each other. Yes, they make trades because each other wants to better each other's baseball team and it's business. But they are a rivalry. And I don't know what to tell you if you think otherwise. It is a different type of rivalry. The two teams like are both fighting to be the better team from that city. Yes, I don't know how you can say they're not. It's they're a business not, rivalry. Just yeah. to, it's not. It's not a standings rivalry. And uh, yeah, and and Chubbs, I'll just chime in. This is, that is completely just so false. Yeah, like, that's just so the New York Yankees fucking hate Mets fans. Yes. They hate the Mets and vice versa. There's a reason that they're this. when they play each other. It's ESPN baseball. Like that is just incredibly wrong. Yeah. Um. But think of it like this, a quick analogy here that I just thought of. Think of like you work in like an office. All right. You have your rivals, other businesses, other offices, uh, other buildings. But the Cubs and Sox is like two guys in the same office trying to be the better employee. Yeah, exactly. To represent that office. Yeah. None of them have really much to do with each other. Yeah. Like, but they do. So... Yeah, that's that's the way I look at it. They're definitely rivals in their own right, yes. just like the Dodgers and Giants are. And that story about the hat is somebody a true story that I heard. Go put that in your car. You can't not wear the, that here. Not the Dodgers and Giants, like the, the Dodgers and like the Angels. I'm sure there's there's a somewhat of a rivalry. Yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Rams and the Chargers. One's an AFC team and one's an AFC team. And 
yeah, I don't know. And and the I would say the Cubs fan base is pretty much more bigger no, than the White Sox, though. I think both teams can dominate each city. It depends on who's winning, who's good. The Mets are the Mets are worse than the Cubs and White Sox have ever been in terms of how their organization is ran. So yeah, no, I don't agree with that even slightly. Um the, the Mets can pack just go watch the videos from 2015 Mets. People in New York both, care about the Mets. Both the Mets and White Sox can pack a stadium and and you know have a good nationally, yes. Have a good representative of fans, but I'm not going to disagree with the fact that the Yankees are always going to be bigger than the Mets and the Cubs are always going to be bigger than the White Sox. Yes, I agree with that. And I kind of uh, like Cubs, that. A Cubs parade would draw more people and a White Sox and a Yankees parade would draw more people further over the Mets. Yeah, I think the White Sox parade in 05 had 1.5 million people and the Hawks were at like two and the Cubs were at five. And But like most cities don't even reach a million. So, yeah. I'm not. Aldo disagrees here. He he disagrees. Uh, we'd root for multiple teams. You're saying you can do that in Chicago with both teams. Wait, so he he does think that the you can root for both? Yeah. No, yeah, I think you can root for both. I think one one has to like be that team, like your team. If you root for the other when they're not playing, that that's fine. I personally don't do that. If I okay, if one of them is your main like number one favorite team, do you get what I'm saying? Yes. So like, if I if I was let's say I wasn't a Red Sox fan and I and I just I love baseball, I can be like a Yankee. I'm I don't care about the Yankees enough, but if I I could like the Yankees and the Mets because I I really don't care much about either. Yeah. Team. Yeah. So you can like there are people who if they don't really care about either team or they don't care about baseball, yeah, they I feel like they can be both White Sox and Cubs fans. But if you're a diehard White Sox fan or a diehard Cubs fan, you're not also gonna root for the White Sox or Cubs. Is is kind of a better way to put it, I guess. Absolutely. And another thing, and Aldo kind of made me think of this with his comment. If you're spending your damn money, you spend it on whatever the hell you want. That yeah. that's another thing I'll say. So I, I think Cusack did claim to root for them both equally. I think that's what the beef was with him and White Sox Dave. And he asked Dave, like, who the first baseman was in 1970-something, like 10 years before Dave was even born. Like, I consider myself a diehard White Sox fan. I didn't know the answer. But, like, did John Cusack know who played right field for them in 2017? Probably not. So... Spend your money how you will. Um, got a big ALCS series coming up here. So. Oh, he's saying you never saw them claim. Yeah. Okay. Did you see anything revolving around that? I think it was more so the fact of Dave being upset with Cusack that he was there rooting for the White Sox. And then he's also there rooting for the Cubs. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Have you ever seen a Cusack movie? No, I haven't. What movie is Aldo referring to where he plays Shoeless? Eight Men Out? He is in Eight Men Out, yeah. So he plays Shoeless Joe in Eight Men Out. Oh, yeah. I guess obviously, Ray, Le Ray Liotta plays him in uh, uh, yeah. Field of Dreams. But I've never seen Hot Tub Time Machine. I heard it's the funniest movie ever. Really? Maybe we'll have to watch that. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of debate on this show. See, that's what, that's what happens when 
now there's no team left to represent Chicago, so we're all fucking losers here at the end of the day, and it just brings out hostility with everyone. What we need is- It's Packers week, guys. What, what we need, yeah, there's it's just a Packers lot of tension, week. a lot of fucking tension it's Packers in Packers week. Packers, Bears, Packers, White Sox and Cubs seasons are over. The Hawks just got fucked up by the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> There's a lot of hostility in sports. Now that the White Sox are done, are the Bulls the best active team? I don't know. I mean, it's hard enough starting a season on the road. Real quick hockey thing here. Hard enough starting a season on the road. It's even harder starting on the road in Colorado. So I I don't even... Colorado's so fucking good. Lucky, I'd be happy if I'm the Hawks that they got a, uh, a, a game out of the way early with the Colorado Avalanche. We'll see how this weekend goes heading over to New Jersey and Pittsburgh. Go Devils. You're betting Tom tonight against the Eagles? Oh, yeah. Tom, easy win in Philadelphia. Should yeah. be good. Absolutely. Well, thank you for all those participating in the chat. Obviously, I hope everyone knows that like this is all meant to be fun. And me and Joey are going to not fight after maybe. I might punch him in the face for talking shit about the Eaton trade. But I don't know. I, I, it's all in good fun for me. Um Cusack can go spend his money on whatever the hell he wants. I don't care. He also just wants to be in the public eye. I didn't realize how big of an actor he was considered in the 80s and 90s. So 1.1 million Twitter followers. Like, he did something right. Yeah. And maybe we'll have White Sox Dave on to talk about it because that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hearing his side of the story. But, you know, anyway, thank you for listening. Um Make sure you follow at Joey Parisi on Twitter and at Vinny Parisi on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. Maybe it isn't, is it me. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to it. I'm not ready for this. Well, maybe instead of drinking your water, you Why did it go halfway? All right. Thank you for listening, everybody.